0: Hi family, welcome to the PIWC Accord podcast, where we are inspired, challenged, and equipped to possess our spheres of influence with principles and values from the Word of God, preached and taught powerfully by anointed and seasoned men and women of God. We believe strongly that this Word will bless your life, so do not keep it to yourself. Share it with someone you know needs to hear it. On today's episode, Elder Joseph Murko Iwo speaks on the topic, The Almighty God, The Source of Unusual Miracles. Today's message throws great light on God, the worker of unusual miracles, who depends not on the works of men to rot the unusual in the lives of his people. For as long as our mind is right, knowing that we belong to the household of Christ, we qualify as candidates for unusual miracles family, there's more for us in this message, so let's get into it now.
1: The ruler of our lives and the creator of all, it is a joy to come to him, to wait on him, for he has all that there is to be ever gotten under any circumstance. I just want to just encourage us on something we already know this is just a kind of a reminder or if you like bring it into focus that almighty god is the source of the unusual miracles the almighty god is the source of unusual miracles and we want to briefly discuss this idea that almighty god is the source of unusual miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The theme text that we have been using for this is Acts 19. Reading from the verse 11. And it accounts for the record of what God did through the Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. And this is what the scripture says. What I'm reading is the New Living Translation. It says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. Some of the translations say extraordinary miracles. Others record it as great miracles. And yet, others specify it as special miracles. Every miracle is a wonder. But when you consider why God specifically describes some of these miracles as unusual as an adjective qualifying the already unusual situation of a miracle then there is something to be learned from it hallelujah we just want to excite ourselves with some of these wonderful things that God does and if I may I have a very simple interest. Three things are of focus before we start looking at the examples of God's unusual miracles. One, if I may make an attempt to let you repent of your understanding of who God is to start with. Secondly, to move you from the place of destination mindedness To a journey mindedness in our walk with God. And also to change your thinking about reward mentality. Change your mind about who God is. Repent. Repent simply means change your mind. And so when I say repent, I'm not saying you have done something wrong. I'm only telling you that change your mind about who God is to you. Secondly, change your mind about the event and destination mentality. And also change your mind about the reward mentality that we have. It is akin to man and it is very normal that from where we sit, let me take it from the bottom. We strongly believe that the things that come to us are as a result of the things that we do. Hello? We have a strong belief So, even when we are going to God in prayer, our disposition in prayer by faith is dependent on our conceived-mindedness of our righteousness before God. And so, the one that has fasted has a certain level of expectation that perhaps peradventure may be somehow because I have fasted, God will hear me more. I came to announce to you that that is a contrary understanding of what scripture says. Because if he has held both the Jews and the Gentiles to disobedience so that he can have mercy on them all, then his extension of mercy, which is one of the attributes by which we have answers to prayer, does not depend on you. You are our witness. Scripture says without faith, no one can see God and no one can receive anything from God. But faith also does not depend on anything we do or even have or can observe or can touch. Faith is based on our understanding of the fact that God is and whatever he has said is true. It is not dependent on anything we do. So when we are looking at unusual miracles, when we make attempt to look at some of the examples in scripture, please go along with me. You will realize that most of these unusual miracles had nothing to do with a man's intervention or even request. Had absolutely nothing. Maybe let me jump the gun by giving an example. The Bible records in Genesis 5 that Enoch walked with the Lord and then he was not because God took him. Now, what did he do? Or what was the reason why God took him? It's not given in scripture. God took him. Did he request that he be taken? Or did anybody do anything that suggested that maybe somehow conjecture because of the evil that was yet to come in the days of Noah and Babel? We may make all those conjectures, but there is no record of it in scripture. God just took him. And it is one of those amazing miracles that theologians struggle to understand the basis why Enoch was taken, But he was taking child of God, brother, sister, daughter, son, hear me and hear me good. The God of heaven has something that he speaks of as his sovereignty. In his sovereignty, he administers mysterious interventions according to his own plan. I was sharing fellowship with a man of God and he, he blew my mind with something and I want to share it. It's, it's like a story, but it, it fits the picture. We are talking about the Almighty God, the source of uncommon or unusual miracles. Hallelujah. He said that we should start thinking of God, maybe as a director of a film which has so many scenes that to the unlettered and untrained may not have any correlation to the story. So you are watching a film and there is a scene of a car stopping at a red light at a traffic light. That scene may come once in the three hour film and never show up again. In your mind, you may not have any understanding why that scene was even present. Even if you are recounting the story of the film, you may not even remember it. But there is a reason why the director of the film put that scene, which came only for about three or four seconds and took it out. If you take it out, the the film is not complete. Like a painter of a picture, when you see the beautiful picture already painted, the little art I know tells me that the many brush strokes that go into preparing the background before the picture is painted, you don't see them. You only see the finished product and you admire the beauty of the picture. God in his sovereignty administers certain interventions by his own will without the agency of man. So may I encourage you to come along with God as he does his beautiful things which are good for us. Whether you have prayed for it, whether you have fasted or not because you are counted among God's children. And for as long as you belong to the household of God, you qualify to be a beneficiary of the provisions of the household. Hello? So you are a beneficiary of the unusual and uncommon extraordinary interventions of God. Hallelujah. If I may attempt to read something to you in Hosea chapter 11. From verse 7. We know the story of Hosea as speaking of the Lord telling the story about Judah and Israel and their Rebellious attitude where the prophet was asked to go and marry a prostitute as a reference of how ungodly Israel and Judah had become. Now verse 7 says this. Reading from the Holman's Christian Standard Bible. He says, my people are bent on turning from me. Though they call to him on high, he will not exalt them at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? how can I surrender you Israel how can I make you like Adma how can I treat you like Zeboim I have had a change of heart my compassion is turned. I will not vent the full fury of my anger I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim for I am God and not man, the holy one among you I will not come in rage they will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion when he roars. His children will come trembling from the west. They will be roused like birds from Egypt. And like doves from the land of Assyria. Then I will settle them in their homes. This is the Lord's declaration. Hallelujah. You can read to the end of the verse 12. He says, my people are bent on going away from me. But yet, how can I give you up? This is the merciful God speaking. How can I give you up? The history of the Israelites from Egypt through the wilderness tells a very, very strange story. One of the reasons why I want to encourage you to move away from the destination mentality is this. Moses saw the burning bush and had no idea what God was going to do in Egypt. All he told him is, go. After contesting God, God gave him a miracle. After the miracle of the burning bush was the miracle of his staff turning to snake. Was the miracle of his hands becoming leprous and God reversing all of that. Then the ten plagues of Egypt came to pass. Then they left Egypt. The miracle of the Passover lamb. Then they left Egypt. Then was the miracle of the passing through the Red Sea. Then followed the miracle of of he appearing in Mount Horeb to give them the commandments. Then was the miracle of turning the bitter water into sweet water. Then was the miracle of manna. There was the miracle of the the bronze serpent healing them from the bite of snakes. Then was the miracle of quail. There was the miracle of crossing the Jordan. Then was the miracle of Jericho walls falling. All through their walk, there was miracle after miracle. The former was never like the previous. Because he is a God that has the whole picture in mind. But at times, if he should show us all the picture, we wouldn't even understand. Do we have any record as to any request that was made besides the fact that if you don't go ahead of us, we are not living? Do we have any record of that in scripture? I haven't seen it. Maybe after I've finished speaking and you have seen it, show me. But every incident of God's miracle in their lives, Was orchestrated by himself. Was orchestrated by himself. They cried that they were hungry, but they could have been made to farm and get crops. But he said, No farming, I will feed you with manna. The Bible says it's food of angels that was fed to them. Before the crossing of the Red Sea, he said, Stretch for the rod, and the Red Sea will be parted. And they walked on dry ground. But then when they had crossed and had received the covenant, When they reach the Jordan, he says, step into it. And the record says that at that time, the river Jordan had overflown its banks. One of them, he says, "Uh, I am opening the river before you cross. Another which has overflown its bank, he says, no. Even as it has overflown its bank, step into it. For therein is the miracle. There is something about our God who does unusual things according to his decretive will. So, I came to announce to you as we make attempt to go through some of these wonderful interventions of God. The miracles are by themselves an aberration of the normal. Because if somebody is sick and we pray for the person to be healed, it's a miracle. Because the process for getting a cure from your disease is to take medication. And there is nothing wrong with taking medication. But he provides situations where when we pray, he answers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when you look at the scripture as we read in Acts chapter 19 and verse 11, the King James says that and God wrought unusual miracles at the hands of Paul. Now, so you have to understand what the scripture is saying. The one that performed the miracle is God. Paul was only a channel. Now, what do you need to bring to focus is that Paul had no idea that his aprons or handkerchiefs were being taken. Neither did the people that received the healing get any idea, and it's not recorded in scripture, that it was told them no, that this is the apron of Paul and this is the handkerchief of Paul. The administration of the healing was done by God, even though Paul was the agent. And so the people that administered the healing knew where they had taken the apron from. But the person whose apron was taken had no clue where they were taking it to. And the people who were healed also had no clue where it had come from. But God had used the medium of aprons and handkerchiefs to accomplish his purpose. Are we together? We've already spoken about Enoch's translation from Genesis chapter 5. And then also there was the miracle of the confusion at the Tower of Babel. How wonderful it was that out of the ordinary, the people that spoke the same language, all of a sudden, they were speaking strange languages one to the other. That is an unusual activity by God. Hallelujah. And in Numbers 22, reading from verse 21, we hear Of a donkey using a human voice. A donkey making sounds of animals used a human voice. In Exodus 4, reading from verse 3 to 4 and then also verse 30, we see Moses' rod turn to a serpent as I've already mentioned. Now an extraordinary miracle is the pillar that appeared like cloud in the day and fire in the night. It was the same pillar. But when it was in the daytime, it was cloud. But in the nighttime, it was fire. Did they ask for it? No. But by his own decretive display of mercy, he caused the pillar to be shown. Hallelujah. We are spoken of the brazen serpent that was used to heal. That is found in Numbers chapter 21. Reading from the verse 9 onwards. That says, look and live hallelujah now another wonderful miracle that we can think of is elijah being fed by ravens (laughs) anyone who knows the bird called raven will understand that it is not a messenger for food it is not a messenger for food that is where we have this english phrase called people having ravenous appetite if they say somebody has a ravenous appetite, they eat all and everything and don't leave anything. Now, but the mystery of God that he picked his prophet and had him fed by a raven. It's an unusual miracle because when a, a raven finds food, it will finish it. But he carried it in its beak, took none of it and took it to the prophet so that the prophet shall be fed. Hallelujah. When the divine God is intervening in our lives, child of God, understand that it does not depend on you. For as long as you fall in line with His plan for your life, you are a candidate for unusual miracles. You are. It doesn't depend on anything you do. It doesn't. It doesn't. The widow whose oil and flour never ran out, as recorded in First Kings 17, After she had prepared the little muscle for the prophet Elijah. The bible records that it was only Elijah that God said that I have prepared a widow to take care of you. But he did not say anything to the widow. But the widow acting in faith received the unusual miracle. And it's an unusual miracle because I don't recall unlike the other widow who had oil pouring till he had filled all the containers. This one it was the same muscle of flour and the same amount of oil. But for as long as the famine lasted, she did not run out. The scriptures did not say that she had plenty of flour afterwards. All that the scriptures said that it did not run out. An unusual miracle, which was done by God. God did not tell Elijah that I am going to make the flour not run out. All he said is, I have prepared a widow that will take care of you. Child of God. Jehoshaphat was supplied with unusual supernatural water. In 2nd Kings chapter 3, reading from the verse 16 through to 20. When the Lord said that dig ditches. For even though you shall hear not the sound of wind, nor see no rain, the ditches you are digging would be filled with water that you and your animals will drink and be full. These are unusual miracles. And then yet another strange unusual miracle. In 2nd Kings chapter 13, reading from the verse 21. Elisha had died and been buried. And because of fear, the people that were going to bury the dead body of another person threw the dead body. And the dead body fell on the bones. The dead bones. Dried bones of Elisha. And the person who has died and is to be buried came back to life. I recall a friend making an analogy which was very interesting. He said, the people threw the dead body and started running. But then as they ran, they saw that the dead man was running after them too. So this running that they were running, he doesn't know whether they're running from fear of the enemy or the fear of the man who has come to life was making them increase their speed. Hallelujah. Our God Is a worker of unusual miracles. I've intentionally picked a few of these Old Testament references to tell you something that these things were done by God without any agency or prayer, request, fasting, or anything. They were the decretive expressions of God's sovereignty. And he hasn't changed. He is the same God. Who is our God? Who has said that we are beneficiaries of a better covenant than those that operated before Christ shed his blood. Therefore, if those were candidates of God's unusual intervention, how much more we? How much more we? In whom his spirit dwells. For when the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were put in the furnace, as we find in Daniel chapter 3, the scripture says their clothes did not even smell of smoke. But the record says that the king was so angry, he made them hit the fire over and over and over again. To the point that those who were sent to go and check whether it was hot enough died. But the ones that were put inside Their clothes did not smell of smoke. Hallelujah. We are talking about the same God. Do you believe it is the same God? No, do you believe it is the same God? And if you believe it is the same God, do you think he has changed his mind concerning us? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He is the same God who works unusual miracles. And the unusual miracles have not ended. When you read a scripture as we find in John chapter 2 reading from the verse 1 through 11 about the miracle of turning water into wine. I am continuing with this reference that unusual miracles that not depend on you. All that Jesus told them was that fetch water and put in it and then fetch some of the water and go and give to the master of ceremony. Yeah, game changer. Did any of them ask him for The wine. It was a communication between himself and his mother. But he changed the atmosphere. Hallelujah. He changed the atmosphere. According to the Jewish customs, lepers were so unclean, they were to be left at the back of the city gates. And the scripture says that Whenever they were declared to be clean, they had to show themselves to the high priest. And anyone that came into contact with anyone that suffered from leprosy was declared unclean. But this is Jesus coming on the scene. That when he came into contact with those who had leprosy, they were cleansed. They did not contaminate him, but he cleansed them. So that the skin disease which some were oozing if you like uh liquids and they were smelling and some had issues where those who have visited the room it's so bad that even eats away their fingers what it means is that when they met them not only did their sores heal but the eating away fingers grew back these are not normal occurrences these are unusual miracles If they were cleansed, we thank God they are cleansed. But they were not only cleansed, they were made whole according to Scripture. The woman with the issue of blood, she only made an attempt to touch the hem of his garment, and virtue flowed from him. When you read the scripture, I said, perhaps. And so the perhaps tells me that she had no faith, it wasn't her faith. It wasn't her faith. She said, perhaps, because she had tried all things. She had tried doctors. She had tried all medications, sold all that she had. And she did not have healing. But, means, son, she, bia, is not the language of faith. But the Lord God Almighty, who had mercy, had virtue flowing out of the garments of Christ to heal her. So, child of God, hear me out. At times you are told that because you don't have faith, that is why you are not receiving your healing. Hear me and hear me good. That is contrary to the life of Christ. Faith works, yes. But there are instances where he has also said that, Lord, we have faith, but increase our faith. Because there is a level of faith that is required to attract some things that if mercy is not extended to you, you have no way of attracting. And those portions of he granting you faith is a gift a gift. It is not you who by your own faith is able to attract them. So I came to announce to you that, hear this. For the one whose ears are deaf and dumb, what language do they hear to believe before their ears are open? When the administration of healing virtue that opens ears are being pronounced, what do they hear? It is a sovereign God by the administration of his decretive intervention that causes these healings to happen. So as I said from the beginning, if you have any wrong idea about why God heals or causes his unusual miracles to show, change your mind. Because the character of God operates by sovereignty and he is sovereign that administers his goodness to all of us. How does it happen that two pieces of fish and five loaves of bread feeds 5,000 and they gather 12 baskets? How is it possible? If you're not careful you probably may think that these are old lady fables but it happened it happened they are not just records of scripture there are historical accounts that deal with these things hallelujah there is a scripture in john 9 reading from the verse 1 to 7 that talks of a man that was born blind and was healed by jesus Hallelujah. After the resurrection Jesus appeared through closed doors on his own miracles. But one thing that baffles me is that even though he could go through closed doors which meant that naturally you would probably think that he is more like a spirit that has no flesh he held his hands and said put your finger through you you would feel i am i am flesh and blood but this kind of flesh and blood is not limited by substance so i can move through anything hallelujah the apostles that were freed from prison in acts of the apostles chapter 12. it is a marvelous miracle that they thought they were dreaming child of god i am announcing to you that unusual miracles happen and they happen by god's decretive will there is a place for prayer There is a place for faith. There is a place for exercising belief. But there is also a place where God by his sovereign decretive intervention operates unusual miracles without your agency. And I want to welcome you into that kind of life. So that you can have confidence in the Lord that for as long as you belong to the household of faith you are a candidate for unusual miracles. Hello? Hello? I did mention about something. Let me just make sure I put it in perspective. That I am encouraged to encourage you to move away from event and destination mentality. You know, at times when we come to church, we are waiting for people to be called to be prayed for or you're waiting for maybe the praise time to praise God or we're waiting for the worship time to adore God. But that mentality is not helpful. Because God can move in any way, at any time, His wonders to perform. I have been in a congregation where during the course of offering, somebody just bringing an offering brought healing. We don't make a doctrine out of that, that giving offering brings healing. But God is able to do anything at any time. As soon as we are connected to His divine providence, we are candidates to receive His goodness. Many a times we are also waiting, maybe for a set time. It's good to have set times in our homes for reading scriptures and praying and all that and receive healing from the Lord. But, child of God, hear me out. The healing of God is not limited to an all night service. Even as you are sitting in your car and you are moving along, you may have a witness in your spirit. For as long as you are connected, there is a voice that speaks into our hearts. And we are expected to respond to these things his wonders to perform hallelujah you know when a person has gone for a scan and there's a tumor there is a clear evidence to be shown that the tumor has disappeared when they go again to do a scan, there is no more tumor hello if you tell me you had a headache and one we're praying your headache is gonna have no way of proving it whether you're lying to me to try to help god or not meaning but when you have a tumor and you have a scan that says that this is a tumor and then we have prayed and the tumor has disappeared after a second scan, that is a testimony I can attest to you. And those are the kind of unusual miracles we are looking for. Hallelujah. For them that have gone to the hospital and they have done medical checks to say that their reproductive system is so poorly managed and so in such a bad shape that they are incapable of having children. When that people have received a gift of pregnancy and have given birth, that is a testimony I can align with because there is medical records to show. I am mentioning all these things because at times we are tempted some way somehow to help God by giving very strange testimonies. So we are looking at a scenario where I have a testimony of an older man who 74 there is no way he should respond to dialysis because even if he dies, it's okay. He's seventy-four, he's going to seventy-five. When he, but one day as they go through the routine, our brother will tell you that as they go through the routine, they do tests. He goes to do a test, and then the doctor says, "Why are you coming here with somebody's results?" He says, "Oh, this is my result." He says, "No, no, no, this is not your result. Go and do it again." They did the test again, and his kidney was perfect. They want to do an organ scan, and his kidney was like that of a fresh-born baby. Now, this is divine miracles working. Hello? These are the kind of things that we want the Lord to do. Listen, you know, at times we oversimplify certain issues because we are not using proper scriptural references to deal with these things. You are a child of God. But hear what Paul says in Romans. He says that. If what you want to do, you can't do, but the things you don't want to do, they are the ones you do. Then it is no more you, but it is sin. Who is that sin? It's the evil one that is living inside. It's an incidence of demonization. We are not saying you have been possessed of demons. It means that there is the overwhelming fortified presence of forces of darkness that are pushing you to do certain things that you are unwilling to do. So all incidents of demonization, we are Pentecostals laying of hands we teach it and we believe in it but trust me you don't need anybody's hands before the worker of unusual miracles can touch you hallelujah understand that for as long as your mind is right that you belong to the household of christ then you are a candidate for unusual miracles
0: WE HOPE YOUR HEART HAS BEEN QUICKENED BY HEARING THE WORD OF GOD THROUGH THIS MESSAGE. IF YOU DESIRE TO ACCEPT JESUS AS YOUR LORD AND PERSONAL SAVIOR, PLEASE SAY THIS PRAYER WITH US. LORD JESUS, I BELIEVE YOU ARE THE SON OF GOD. YOU CAME TO DIE BECAUSE OF MY SINS. I THEREFORE ACCEPT YOU AS MY LORD AND PERSONAL SAVIOR. I WILL SERVE YOU ALL THE DAYS OF MY LIFE. SO HELP ME GOD. AMEN. IF YOU JUST SAID THIS PRAYER, WE WELCOME YOU TO THE FAMILY OF GOD. ARE YOU LOOKING TO FIND A PLACE OF WORSHIP WHERE THERE IS RELEVANT TEACHING, HEARTFELT WORSHIP, PASSION AND ACTION TOWARD THE UNSAVED, CONSTANT PRAYER, COMPASSIONATE CARE FOR THE NEEDY AND honest CHRIST-CENTRED RELATIONSHIPS? Then join us fellowship at the PIWC Dome at the Accra Technical Training Center, ATTC Kokumle Accra. Join our Miracle Dawn service every Wednesday, 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. And our Friday prayer meeting, Dabbed Cry Out, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, contact us on 0208-779-774, 277 and 502 814 You can also visit our website at piwcacra.org to know more. And let's get interactive on all social media platforms at PIWC Accra. Thank you. Until next time. WE PRAY THAT YOU WOULD REACH OUT BY FAITH AND RECEIVE EVERYTHING THAT'S YOURS THROUGH GOD'S GRACE. YOU ARE BLESSED